the things I thought would be the hardest for people often were not. Yeah. And some of the things I found super easy were super challenging for others. So it's, yeah, it's just a different journey for everybody. Um, but yeah, the, like the main thing I learned is like, we're all real creatures of habit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think everybody has their little routine, whether they like to realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start to try to implement new things into that routine is often very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. Right? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> over. I was still looking at the camera. Caught me off guard. <laughs> Take two. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back. To the closet, to the next episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. Yeah. Very special episode today. Special episode. Today we're going to debrief the grit grind. Yeah. Grit grind is a, for anybody unfamiliar, I don't know how you would be. I put it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. (laughs) You'd be surprised. Um, It was a challenge we put together around the end of the summer. Yeah. That, so it's like an online course format on the Brio website. You could access it through the app. Um, it had its own like series of videos and stuff to explain how it all worked. Kind of a combination of, we modeled the, the format a little bit after a challenge called 75 hard. Yeah. If you've heard of that one, um, we added some specifics around like morning sun exposure, which is sleep related stuff, kind of like from Andrew Huberman. Mm-hmm. Um, I added a specific dietary approach, the royalty real food plan, I called it. Um, which provided some specific guidance around what to eat. 75 hard just says follow any nutrition plan. So kind of took that format and just added um, some more specifics. So each day the goal was to tick off all the boxes. You have to do all the things. If you miss one of the things, you fail the whole day. So you had to follow the royalty real food plan. You had to do physical activity twice a day, which does not mean two CrossFit workouts a day. Mm -hmm. It means physical activity twice a day. You had to take a progress photo, good old mirror selfie. Yep. Um, you had to drink 16 ounces of water in the morning before you had anything else, before coffee or food or anything else. You had to get 10 minutes of natural light exposure outside, either within an hour of waking up or whenever the sun comes up, because <laughs> as it's getting to be winter, those are two different things. Yeah. So morning sun exposure. And you had to read 10 pages of nonfiction yep. every day. And then we let people pick a personal challenge. So either a habit that you wanted to get rid of or something that you wanted to add or a chore, a task you wanted to conquer or focus on for those 75 days. Right. So we just finished up, just completed 75 days now. So I guess this is a little bit of a like recap on how it went for us, Mm -hmm. uh, what we learned. Um, The benefits, the challenges, which part was the hardest. It was interesting to talk to people doing it about which part they were finding Mm -hmm. the most challenging. The things I thought would be the hardest for people often were not. Yeah. And some of the things I found super easy were super challenging for others. So it's, yeah, it's just a different journey for everybody. Um, But yeah, like the main thing I learned is like, we're all real creatures of habit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think everybody has their little routine, whether they like to realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start to try to implement new things into that routine is often very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just like figuring out where to put those little pieces into the day Mm -hmm. and what, what made it part of my routine. And that's why we made it, well, you made it a 75 day thing is that it takes about that long to really start to develop true habits Mm -hmm. instead of just like toughening it out and like, you know, not forgetting about it and whatever. Where it takes that conscious effort or you feel weird or it doesn't feel like it's just happening on autopilot. Like Mm -hmm. everybody has habits for sure that are so ingrained. Like I'm going to go out on a limb and assume everybody brushes their teeth every day. (laughs) If you don't gross. Um, and that was a habit drilled into your head by your parents. Probably when you were a little kid every day, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. And if you thought about your day, there's actually a ton of things that are happening just on autopilot, on repetition. Mm-hmm. What do you do first thing when you come home? What do you do first thing when you wake up? What's your routine right before you go to bed? What What do you do for lunch most days? Like a lot of things are happening on yeah. a very routine basis. And it's been our observation in the last few years, I would say, that the people that are um, tending to be more successful and caring for their like life and health and everything are very routine. Right. right. Yeah. I think that even people that don't necessarily work the same hours all the time, 
their schedule might not be routine, but like probably the way they drive to work is the same every time they drive to work or Mm -hmm. when they, you know, come into the gym to do their workout, they probably have their like little thing that they do, their little ritual Mm -hmm. where they like go to the bathroom and drop off their bag or whatever and go to the one spot in the gym that they like to do. Like we're all very, we're creatures of habit for sure. So for me, incorporating these new things, I found it easiest just to like get up in the morning and just start doing all of it mm-hmm. because if I left it until later I would always like spend the whole day like thinking like, okay what do I still have to do and if I just like got it got as much of it done as I could right away I didn't have to think about it and then I didn't have to like stress about it mm-hmm. so I would you know wake up and I would be drinking my water as I was reading my 10 pages of fiction of nonfiction, and then I would get out of bed and I would go downstairs and I would do my um, personal challenge while I was making my coffee. And then I would try to get my first activity done in the morning sometime. And then my second one would be usually in the afternoon sometime. Oh, I would get my sun exposure by walking the kids to school in the morning. So it was just like very much regimented as like, I'm just going to get this all out of the way. And I would get to be whatever time in, uh, in the afternoon or evening. And I just relaxed about it Mm -hmm. until I went to bed and I like checked off all the things. I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm good to go. And I remember only having one specific day where I was laying in bed and I like go to check it off and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't done my personal challenge yet. And I had to like get up at like 10 o'clock at night <laughs> yeah. and go and do it before I went to bed. Yeah. That was my only real near miss. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think it was Ian had observed the same thing about reading the 10 pages of nonfiction yeah. that if he left it until late at bedtime and he's like fighting to stay awake and, mm-hmm. you know, falling asleep, you're like, yeah, the point there isn't that you should sacrifice your sleep to get your challenge done. It's that, it would be better for you if you did it earlier. Yeah. Right? Like just be more on top of things. Maybe the lesson there is don't leave things to the last minute. For sure. There's some satisfaction in being like all done mm-hmm. for the day. Yeah. Procrastination is not necessarily a, a great thing. So of all those things, which one do you think is the hardest? Which one was the hardest to do? For me, honestly, this is going to sound weird because I'm not a big drinker, but the alcohol was the hardest part of it. And I, to be honest, was super surprised to hear you say that yeah. too, because I also don't think of you as a big drinker. So I like I, I have maybe a beer or two a week. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I get home from work and I have a beer every night, like like a lot of people do. I really very infrequently drink. I don't even like being drunk or anything. I I just like the like opening of the beer and like pouring it into a glass and like sitting down and that like relaxing feeling I get and just like taking that first sip and just being like, ah, you know, it's just a little to ritual to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was surprised how much initially I really missed that every week. You know, I would have, I would come home and you know, it'd be the end of the week and I'd be like, man, I would kill for a beer right now. Mm-hmm. Or I would make, you know, a, a nice meal and I would sit down and be like, I would absolutely have a glass of wine with this right now if I could. Yeah. So that was the hardest one for me to like, I guess, as far as what I missed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, after about three or four weeks, I, I stopped thinking about it. And yeah. it, it was like maybe once in the last little bit where I, ha- I had a steak and like Brussels sprouts and it was this like amazing meal. And I was like, oh yeah, a glass of wine would be great right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the alcohol for me. Yeah, that's interesting. I am not a big drinker at all. I don't like having one or two drinks. I'm sort of like, Just if I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm going all in. Yeah. But I also hate feeling like shit. So mm. I rarely drink anymore. The older I get, the more I just like, I can't do it. It ruins the whole next day and yeah. two days. And ugh, I sleep terrible and I hate having a bad sleep. So yeah. I'm just uh, I'm becoming more of a wimp, I guess, about drinking. I rarely do now. Yeah. Um, it's funny because often when you go away for, like if you're doing a, a CrossFit seminar out of town, and, you know, the boys will go and have a sleepover at Grammy and Grampy's. My, like, tradition was I would clean the whole house, <laughs> and then I would make myself a really nice meal, and I would have, like, a couple glasses of wine and just, like, watch a movie. And <laughs> the first time you went away, I did all of that except for the few glasses of wine. Yeah. And, you know, I had to eat super well. That would often be my cheat meal as well. Yeah. I would have some, like, dessert or something. So I had a super healthy meal, still clean the house. And I remember going to bed being like, well, I certainly feel a lot better now than I have on previous nights where, you know, I've, I'm full of like cheesecake and wine and <laughs> trying to lay in bed and be like, oh my God, my stomach feels terrible. Harper. And then waking yeah. up the next morning being like, oh, this is good. Like yeah. there's no after effects. Like it's awesome. I just felt great waking up mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, so that was a nice change for sure. Yeah. 
I thought the the no cheat meals would be way harder than it was. Mm-hmm. I was actually like quite pleased with myself that I had no trouble with that at all, actually. Yeah. And I've for years always had the Saturday cheat meal and not even like ridiculous, but like we would make sandwiches like we'd buy sourdough bread and mm-hmm. I otherwise eat pretty like keto low carb. But like one meal of the week, we would have something like that or maybe like a good cheesecake or yeah, our big thing during COVID became making things from scratch and yeah. making our own desserts and stuff. So I thought I would really miss that like hit of carbs or sugar or something. And it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. And, and a thing I noticed was that when I didn't have that disruption of my normal nutrition and routine and who knows what it does to your gut microbiome and your brain and everything. I felt way more just like energetic and motivated to work out. Mm-hmm. And I realized that maybe those like derailing myself every week was actually like really inhibiting my motivation. Right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to work out or I'd skip workouts a lot or like not do it or convince myself I was too busy and stuff where I just, I felt way more clear headed and energetic and just way more motivated, which was like a weird thing for me. Uh, obviously there was the accountability of like, okay, you got to do physical activity twice a day. Mm-hmm. But I like wanted to try hard on yeah. things more than just like, Oh, I'm just going to, what's the minimum I could do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's really, e- it's, it's easy and it's fun to jump off the wagon, right? Cause you get a little treat or whatever, mm-hmm. but then getting back on that wagon is way harder and it often takes a day or two or mm-hmm. three. And then, you know, your one little thing yeah. derails your whole week. And that impact was, it was more subtle than I was it was subtle, but big. Yeah. And it took um, going off of that to realize it. Yeah. This, this was by far the longest I've ever gone without any kind of like treats or sugar or flour mm-hmm. or vegetable oil or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, same. I, I like I we, same for me too. Yeah. We, we generally very well mm-hmm. um, most of the time. So it wasn't a huge transition for us through the week. It was just eliminating that, that weekend cheat day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was way easier than I thought. Yeah. And I think the key for me was I I had to make sure I ate a lot of the food that I was eating because mm-hmm. my past has always been like I start to feel chubby and so I go on like a super extreme crash. Like I stop eating all the junk food and then I like start to get too skinny and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I better start eating some stuff again and I would like, you know, have a sandwich here and there or whatever. So I knew that I had to make sure that I was eating enough of, of mm-hmm. the regular food um, so that I wasn't like like getting super, super skinny. Because something I, I think with you, not like you do crazy crash diets or no. anything, but just like when you go to eating more like basically paleo, keto, carnivore type stuff, it's very satiating. This is a problem that a lot of people yeah. have and they're just not hungry. And, and you are naturally like a, like a lean person, a hard gainer. Yeah. So you, as soon as you start eating healthy, you just lose weight too much, too quickly, which is a hilarious. And I tend to be all in and I like, I jump in. If I like decide I'm going to do something, I, I tend to jump in and really commit. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'll like, I won't even have little like bits and bites of stuff here and yeah. there. I'll just be like hardcore. And then, you know, a week will go by and I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, I lost three pounds. That's too <laughs> yeah. much. That's too much. And so, um, this time around, I like, I ate a lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, I played a lot. I played around a lot with like intermittent fasting and like changing up how long I would do it. I had a few like 24 hour fasts in there. You know, some days I would have a four hour window of eating. Some days it was eight hours and I just kind of like played mm-hmm. around with mixing that up a bit. And uh, then when I did eat, it was really big meals. Um, and this time around I was actually like pretty stable in my weight. Mm-hmm. I think when we first started, we had just gotten back from a, a trip where we had, I remember a, a couple of donuts on that trip. You were, I, I was giving you a hard time yeah. about eating donuts on that trip <laughs> for the record. So that trip was like the starting point. And I think I'm now maybe like three pounds lighter yeah. than when I first started. So I really didn't lose a lot of weight at all, which is good. That's what, what my goal was. Mm-hmm. But my body fat percentage did drop by about 3% or so. If our little scale thing is, is anything to be believed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. You know, like yeah. I, I didn't lose a lot of weight, but I still kind of leaned out a little bit more and mm-hmm. kind of post up some, some pictures to show any kind of difference. I don't know. It's one of those ones where it's like, you can kind of tell, but sometimes you're like, which one's the before? <laughs> yeah. Like you started pretty good. I started out pretty in a pretty good spot, yeah. much better spot than I have been in the past when we've, when I've gotten my life together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but You're yeah. already pretty together. Yeah. And I think like jumping off of that point, because we already had like really pretty solid habits. Yeah. 
starting the grit grind wasn't an extreme change. So like it's, you know, a challenge, but it wasn't really that challenging because we were already maybe 80% of the way there. It took a little bit of mental effort to make sure, like you said, you were like, okay, did I like tick off? Did I do that one, that one, that one? Making sure. Um, But some of the things definitely required a little bit of a change in the routine. The morning sun exposure was something Um, in the summer. That's easy to do. You just go out and sit on the deck as it got colder and making an effort. I thought I would hate that more. I've actually really been enjoying that. I find it quite invigorating, you know, just dress for the weather. I'm Mm. normally like a tremendous wimp about cold weather in the winter. Um, But we've been like getting up, going outside, like walking the kids to school every day, even just like on the weekends, just go outside and shovel the driveway or whatever you got to do, or just walk around the neighborhood for 10 minutes or something. Um, it's definitely easier if you're moving yeah. <laughs> than if you're standing still. Yeah, we would spend like the whole winter indoors and just yeah. avoid the cold. Yeah. And it was funny because I bought myself a, a real nice coat a couple years ago and wore it last year and would like, if I had to walk, dash to school, I was just still freezing. I was like, what the hell? Like this coat sucks. What is going on? And then I realized it's because I was like just wearing this coat, but my legs were totally like <laughs> exposed and I wasn't wearing a neck warmer and I was, I'd wear a toque, but no gloves. And now I like bundle right up and I'm like, yeah warm as can be i'm great and even even though when it's been minus 30 so it's way better to be outside in the sun in the winter when you're actually like warm enough Mm -hmm. so especially like now that the days are so short so it doesn't feel like you're just living in perpetual darkness if you actually go outside and quite a number of days in saskatchewan in the winter are bright and sunny we don't have like cloudy dreary days that often so you can get a good amount of like ah yeah sunny day and feel it's quite invigorating to be out there in the cold actually i'll definitely still do the sun thing in the morning Mm -hmm. i'll have less of a like urgency about it like having to be within the first hour or whatever Mm -hmm. because there'd be days where i'd be at the gym and people would laugh at me and be like i'd be standing outside and in front of our gym and people are coming in for the classes and be like you just out here having a smoke (laughs) (laughs) so instead of you know there it's fine to do it like by 11 or whatever yeah. like most of the time we just wanted to make it a very like routine challenge kind of thing but yeah i'll definitely keep doing the the morning sun yeah what was your personal challenge that you took on um i kind of did two sort of like mini ones i guess um i did 10 minutes of like google photo organization mm-hmm. type stuff um we had a, like a ton of duplicates in there and like we've been meaning to like print pictures forever so I've been just trying to like go through the like Mm -hmm. 15 years of photos we have and and get them all organized and compiled and so I did 10 minutes of that every day and then I also did 10 minutes of journaling Mm -hmm. and um the photo thing's almost done like we've almost finished it so I won't have to worry about doing that anymore Mm -hmm. but I realize I'm just not a journal guy yeah you know it's definitely got it's yeah it's worth trying and you know, I've tried some different stuff in the past with it, but I just like, I'm just not really into it. You know, it's definitely the thing that I like dread the most every day. Yeah. And I kind of sit there trying to think about what to write. And, um, I don't find it super helpful in any way. So it's yeah. probably not something I'll do, but I will definitely try to have like some sort of personal thing that I'm doing for myself that I like want to do or that I find helpful for me. Yeah. What was yours again? Well, I was also on the like photo train with you. So we, We've been together for 15 years Mm -hmm. and we share a Google photos account, both of our phones back up to the same account. And we have just like, well, a decade and a half of, you know, you just, you snap six photos of the kid and five of them are blurry or tons of old pictures from old Brio. And they're, you know, you just never go through and delete all the crap ones. Mm -hmm. So we were both kind of working on that. And then on the photo thing, um, I was also trying to, if you've noticed, <laughs> I've been trying to actually do more social media, Yeah, which is a funny thing to say, because I feel like in these sort of challenges, a lot of people are like, I'm going to give up social media. I'm going to get off social media. And mine was actually to do more of it. <laughs> so if you've noticed on the Brio one, I've been trying to do a better job. We have all these beautiful photos from Emma Love that she's taken over the years. And I've been trying to, to use them and feature them and show all the like nice faces of our members and yep. smile Sundays and use them and make graphics out of them and schedule them out and plan them and, um, on the CrossFit Brio one, and then trying to make it, you know, a legitimate effort to share more science on the keto athlete and take the time to find studies and summarize them. I think something that I found that I really like is plain language summaries Mm -hmm. of all the nerdy shit that I read. Um, there's one in particular the other day that had a very important conclusion, but the whole paper was so complex. Like 
I'm doing a master's degree in this shit and I barely understand what it is. And yet the conclusion was quite important, you know, to the average person. It was that the ratio of omega-6 fats to omega-3s in your blood is the single most important predictor of who will get type 2 diabetes Mm. in the follow-up period, whatever it was, quite a long time. Um, But it was written in such a complex language that no nobody could understand what it was saying. And so I'm trying to, in my little way, be more of a translator of complex science. And there is a push um, to include a plain language summary alongside the abstract of papers more that like some journals are doing that. I think that's great, right? Like the democratization of science, more people should have access to the information and it doesn't need to come with this frou-frou ivory tower language that makes it like impossible for any normal person to participate in or learn from. And so many podcasters nowadays are, are doing more of that field, you know? Yeah. You're seeing great Lex Friedman, Friedman, um, Peter Atia, Andrew Huberman, like great, well-respected scientists in their field and just talking and sharing more info and talking like normal people. Yeah. (laughs) You can be great. You can be our nutrition translator. I try to. The posts look great too. (laughs) Thank you. So good job. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the photo thing and then sharing more photos and info and that kind of stuff was my challenge, something, and that's ongoing. Yeah. I'll I'll keep that going for sure. Yeah. Um, I did more stretching. Yeah. So and, the, and I, <laughs> people always ask me like, cause I'm pretty mobile. Yeah. I get that asked all the time. How much flexibility work do you do? And I'm always like, none. <laughs> <laughs> the activity thing was a funny one. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to eat really well. I'm going to train super hard. I'm going to get like super fit. And so I wouldn't necessarily do like full on two full on CrossFit workouts in a day, but I would definitely have like a lifting session. And then I would do the water, the programming for the day um, later on. Um, and I started doing more of that. And, you know, I'd mix in like, I would do like a 15 minute assault bike or, uh, you know, whatever 5k row or something like that here mm-hmm. and there. Um, <clears throat> but after a little while I started to get real banged up and I was like, <laughs> just sore and like feeling just achy and I, you know, I'd be like, man, I could use a rest day so bad. But then the next day you're supposed to do two activities as well. And so I was like, okay, dummy, like maybe think outside the box a little bit more. (laughs) So I started doing less like intensity stuff. And I started to try to either just do some like super low level, like cardio type stuff that wasn't super intense. Yeah. Like walk, like longer walks or a long, low intensity bike or whatever. Um, and then I started stretching, which <laughs> I hate. I'm not a big fan of stretching. I'm like, I'm a fairly flexible person as well, relative yeah. to other 40 year old guys. I can move well on most things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I don't really need to stretch that much and I hate it. I'm just not going to do it. So I started stretching and turns out it actually helps. <laughs> I feel way better on a lot of things now. Um, so yeah, that was a, a, an annoying, you know, thing that I had to see in the real dang it now you have to stretch because you know it's good for you <laughs> i just did a what a lesson to 20 learn. minute stretch today yeah as did i and so on the topic of stretching i think one of the things i learned about fitting in activities was like i i'm fucking busy i'm doing a lot of stuff right you now are. right so um doubling up combining and finding ways to make it happen so yeah. i took dash to gymnastics this morning i'm sitting there for an hour anyway i have now developed this little routine when i'm there I stretch for 20 minutes, put my timer on my phone, you know, two minute couch stretch, two minute pigeon stretch on each side, straddle, forward fold, like all these things. And I just sit on the floor in the upper part of Tyso. I don't care if I look like a weirdo stretching. It's gymnastics. Why not? Totally. Um, I would put my lectures on. So I'd be like listening to a biochemistry lecture while I'm just like slowly moving on the bike or walking on the treadmill or whatever, which also I found actually helped my concentration quite a bit. Yeah. I'm real bad at sitting still and listening, um, to a lecture online, which I have to do lots of every week. Mm -hmm. My squirrel brain is like (laughs) all over the place, but I found just a little bit of low level activity actually like helped me focus quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, we had nights where we'd have like a date night. Mm hmm. A couple weeks ago, we threw our weight vests on and went for a walk Yeah, for like an hour around our neighborhood in the park and stuff and turned our date night into an activity night. Yeah. You know, there's lots of ways to sort of two for one things that you're already doing and then add yeah. an activity into it. Yeah. I, I had to make sure that I was taking like rest days from training right? Mm-hmm. because it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just do CrossFit every day. And that's my one activity. <laughs> and it's like, well, you still need to like recover. Yeah. So I would, I would work out probably 
five or six days of the week. And then on, on my other days, I would do something like mm-hmm. non, you know, non-intense and, and walk or stretch or whatever. The days we can walk the kids to school, we've developed, we kind of like walk, drop them off at the front of the school and then do like a longer loop around yeah. the park and come back home, which can be like 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And I, I tried to avoid counting that as an activity. Like if I, if I had a busy day or I like was really feeling like I needed a recovery day, I would count that as my one activity, mm-hmm. but I tried to just do that as like a, a separate thing. That's just good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would still, you know, do whatever kind of training stuff I wanted to do. Um, I also had, okay. So I travel a lot, right. Yeah. With my job with CrossFit kind of every other weekend or so. So certainly I understand the difficulty of maintaining good habits when you're out of your routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few things that I've, you know, my, my travel routine is now its own routine. I was in the, had flight delays coming home from Windsor, Ontario a couple of weeks ago. I was stuck in the Toronto airport for like eight or nine hours or something stupid. And I was like, I can't sit here in these airport chairs for this long. So I had my backpack with me anyway. I was like, I'm just going to throw my pack on and I'm doing like a ruck through this airport mm-hmm. for like, you know, set my timer for like whatever it was, 45 minutes or something. And I just walked from one end of terminal one to terminal three and back. And I just didn't like, yeah. probably the lady at Starbucks was like, I've seen that girl go by like seven <laughs> times. What's going on? And I was like, you know, just walking, but with whatever, 30 pounds of stuff on me trucking around. And yeah. So I was like, okay, well. I'm here anyway. And then I did end up getting super bored sitting in the airport and took the train to a CrossFit gym. So it it ended up, I could leave the airport. It was like 15 minutes away, dropped in. And then when I dropped in at this place, it turned out that a guy I had just taught a a weightlifting seminar to a couple weeks before was there. So it actually was awesome because I walked in and I was like, Alfonso, what are you doing here? And like gave him a big hug. And he's like, this is my gym. And I had no idea. So it ended up being um, awesome and got in a workout with some nice people. And then- just kind of changed and went back to the airport. I had all my clothes with me anyway. And yeah, <laughs> you know, so I ended up on a travel day getting into activities. Yeah. I could have like walked around the airport and then had some lunch and then stretched in the airport too. I don't care about looking like a weirdo. I don't know any of those people. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely ways to make it happen. For sure. We even had a few like sick days in there Ugh, where yeah. like, this, this has been, been a, the, the winter of like never ending illness. Yeah. I actually talked to a few of our doctor friends and they're like, honestly, this year is ridiculous. Like everybody's just sick the whole time. Like every but, two weeks it's like, Oh, Oh, new virus. Oh, great. Yeah. Perfect. But you know, you just do something, right? Like yeah. you just walk around, you just move, you just stretch. Like you can, you can make anything happen. Yeah. You know what else I did a lot more of was planks, which yeah. I, I used to avoid quite a bit, but I would do some like, you know, 10 minute plank sessions. Mm-hmm interval style and yeah it's like you can just make it happen yeah the food thing traveling is tricky yeah um i have my routine as much as possible when i get to a new city on a friday night i hit a grocery store first crossfit gives us like a travel stipend budget to spend on food every day it goes way further if i go to a grocery store rather than a restaurant so now in my seminar bag that's just like packed all the time i have a um collapsible little silicone um like container like Mm -hmm. a little tupperware container I travel with plastic cutlery. So I have this little routine that I can, because I've bought stuff at the grocery store and then realized I had no cutlery when I got to the hotel. One time I'd gotten this like salmon thing from Whole Foods and I was eating salmon with the tongs from the ice bucket. <laughs> <laughs> salmon and green beans or whatever I got. Gross. So now I travel with my own cutlery. Yeah, Cutlery in a little Ziploc container thingy. And yeah, then it's super easy. Mostly my go-tos are like buy a roasted chicken. Yeah. There's usually some good guacamole in the deli, some hard boiled eggs, um, like some, you know, nuts, maybe like some blueberries, uh, maybe like cucumbers or carrots, something like that. And I can get like a good amount of food that carries me through. The last place I was in, I got these meatballs from their deli section. They were awesome. Mm. They were really tasty. I just ate those for lunch the next day at the seminar. Going out for dinner is pretty easy. Yeah. Wherever we go, I usually just get a steak and yeah. some veggies and whatever yeah. close enough. I haven't been out for dinner this whole time. Yeah. This that's whole, interesting. You love going out for dinner. I do. Yeah. So this is definitely the longest I've ever gone without being out for dinner yeah, or like that. buying any like fast food or anything. Obviously I haven't had any of that for 75 days. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <clears throat> it's easy on the budget too. Then when yeah, you don't eat out, right? Another thing that I, I realized with food was like the way I would try to do it was I would be like mostly low carb for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes on Wednesday or maybe Thursday, if I was feeling like I needed a little bit more, I would have like a little bit of fruit or a little bit more carbs on that one evening meal. Mm -hmm. And then I would have another few like lower carb, fairly keto-ish days. 
And then either on Saturday or Sunday, I would carve up and I would eat mm-hmm. um, like bananas and rice and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I started to realize that I had certain like even the healthy stuff that I was allowing myself to eat all the time. I had like trigger foods where it's like I liked them so much that I would like just kind of snack away at them and eat way more than I, I really needed to or wanted to. Mm-hmm. So things like macadamia nuts, like I love macadamia nuts and it's easy to just grab like a handful and eat it. And then be like, oh, one more before it closes <laughs> up. And the next thing you know, I've had like four handfuls of macadamia nuts. And then I like, my stomach is just like, what are you doing? Like that yeah. is too many macadamia nuts. <laughs> or like the baby carrots, you know, that we, the pickled carrots that uh, we get. Like carrots. I could eat a whole jar of those. And it's like, yeah it's probably okay relative to like binging on like a bag of Doritos or whatever, but I just like, I wouldn't feel as good. You just feel perpetually hungry. Yeah. It's just not satisfying. Exactly. So it just kept me wanting more. And then when I would, when I would get into that trap, I had a harder time eating the amount of food that I I know I needed to eat because I wasn't weighing or measuring anything. I, I have a pretty good idea of how much food I need to eat to feel satisfied and to like stay, keep my, my weight stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so by, you know, having tablespoons of peanut butter and having like handfuls of macadamia nuts and like randomly grabbing carrots out of the fridge, like throughout the day, it just like, it threw that whole thing off and I just didn't feel nearly as good with it. So mm-hmm. even healthy stuff, you can still overeat, you can still like overdo it. And I just, I find for me, it's like, I like to just like set aside my seat, my meal and be like, this is what I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to be done eating for the next four hours. And then I, I'll eat again. Yeah. For the record, there's no such thing as a healthy snack. Yeah. People always like, you know, you see things on the internet. What's a healthy snack? There isn't one. There's no such thing as a healthy snack. There's just meals. Yeah. A meal. One of the things about the royalty real food plan was protein first. Yeah. It's not going to fill you up or be remotely satisfying unless it has a substantial amount of protein. Yeah. Like minimum 30 grams is the number, which is like a sort like a chicken breast, a steak, a, you know, pile of like five scrambled eggs. Like mm-hmm. it needs to have a can of tuna. Like yep. it needs to have protein to it. And, that- and the, the snacking is... There's no such thing as a healthy yeah. snack. And that's how it started for me. I'd have like, I'd set my plate up and I'd have like my meat and I'd have my like macadamia nuts and my carrots and I would eat that whole thing. And then I'd be like, mm, maybe a few more macadamia nuts, <laughs> maybe a few more carrots. And then next thing you know, it's been like an hour of me just kind of like chipping away. Yeah. At things that don't fill you up. Yeah. yeah. I did find, so like some of the, the freedoms or whatever on the royalty real food plan was like, so it's the main things are no flour, no sugar, no vegetable oil. But some, I think I call them sometimes carbs. So not things you rely on every single day. But like if you made pop like stovetop organic non-GMO popcorn, you popped it on your stove with coconut oil and you drowned it in grass-fed butter. It's like, that's a delicious snack. Yeah. Add a little, you know, fresh sea salt on there. It's awesome. Um, There are some grain-free tortilla chips made with avocado oil. So, And I kind of offer those as like, this shouldn't be some super restrictive diet plan where you're like, God, I can't wait to eat whatever. It's like, if you have to go to a like Super Bowl party or a Thanksgiving thing, or you want to have a, you know, popcorn and movie night with your kids or whatever, it's like you can absolutely incorporate those things into your life without any flour, sugar, vegetable oil. For sure. Um, So I found it plenty satisfying to have just those things. And I wasn't like, oh my God, I could really go for like, like a pop tart right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, something that's just like full on nonsense. Yeah. A donut or whatever. Um, another thing I really enjoy is we take that full fat Greek yogurt, the stuff that's like 10% fat, a scoop mm-hmm. of the Brio plus protein powder, and then a little bit of frozen fruit and blend it up. And I even like to like dip my spoon in more yogurt and then a little bit of the like smoothie stuff and then eat it. It's kind of the texture of like, it's almost like ice cream. Yeah. A little bit like a milkshake. Maybe I like it super thick yeah. and cold. And I would take that. I enjoy it as much or more than regular ice cream. Yeah. It's that cold, creamy, sweet treat. It's, I mean, I think if I ate the whole thing, it's like maybe 15 grams of carbs from like strawberries and blueberries. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not a horrendous amount of carbs. It's mostly protein and fat yeah. and so delicious. Like there, I found things that I enjoy so much that yeah. I don't miss anything else. Even like cooked and cooled potatoes and cooked and cooled rice was a big thing <clears throat> for the resistant starch. Good for the gut. 
So we do cooked and cooled potatoes, take like six little baby potatoes, fry them in beef tallow, scrambled eggs, sausages, bacon, like make a brunch out of it. Yeah. So delicious. Like there's nothing about that where you're like, oh, I feel sad (laughs) eating this food. Like it's so good. On a few of my carb up days, I like, I was trying to figure out something that was like really delicious that I could, you know, get away with. And so I actually inspired by Ian because he did something similar to this. I um, made some oats. And then put that full fat yogurt in there, cut up a banana, put that in there, some nuts, um, peanut butter, and just like a little drizzle of honey for some sweetness Mm -hmm. and just kind of mix it all up into a bowl. And I remember like eating this and being like, this is like the most delicious heavenly thing I've ever put in my face. (laughs) It's so good. I was just like loving it. It just, I was like, I could eat this forever this is amazing yeah. and it was hilarious because like that's what some people have for breakfast you know yeah like, i don't know how you can have that for breakfast and not just be starving all day long because like, it's dessert it like, was a full-on dessert <laughs> yeah. but it actually it's funny because i've been joking around with some of my my classes i'm like nervous to eat an actual dessert now because <laughs> that it just seemed so delicious and amazing and tasty and like you know whatever i can't imagine like eating a cookie i feel like my head's just gonna explode because all yeah. the sugar is just gonna be like ah, you're just gonna barf or something yeah or, uh, or i'll get sick yeah yeah okay so let's go there like <coughs> as we're you know approaching the end of this thing like where where do we go from here what happens yeah. now what are you planning on keeping what are you gonna do it's not like we're just planning to eat a dozen cookies and yeah. get hammered or anything so we're about to go on uh, a vacation again um, for our our christmas trip and you know, normally when you go on vacation, it's like, well, everything's a little bit more off the wagon. You go out for dinners a little bit more and you know, like have some drinks and stuff. And so now I'm going into this after 75 days of nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm unsure of what I want to do. Like, I don't know. I don't think I want, I'm not like, I, I really love going snowboarding and then having a beer afterwards, but I don't know if I want to do that this time. I, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm kind of like, now it's been so long that I'm almost like apprehensive to like break the, the fast, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I haven't officially decided when I'm going to have my first drink, whether it'll be in Whistler, or whether it'll be in Maui, but I know at some point I'm going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to drink it and be like, oh shit, it's not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be instantly hammered. <laughs> or I'll just like have one drink and be like, somebody needs to carry me home. Um, so I'm definitely going to like moving forward. I know for sure I'm not going to just jump off the wagon and just go yeah. hardcore and eat two dozen donuts. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with the food really well through Whistler for sure. And then I know that we've got a few like dinners out planned in Maui with your parents. So I think my first like, you know, off the wagon meal will probably be one of those. Mm -hmm. And that'll probably end up being my first drink. But I think moving forward after like vacations are all said and done, my goal is to have the same kind of like diet most of the time, Mm -hmm. do the carb up on the weekend, but do it like in a healthy way. Mm Mm-hmm. And then like less frequent cheat meals. Like I'm never, I never want to be the type of person that will never have a cookie or will never have anything, you know, delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just kind of like pick and choose those a little bit more carefully instead of being like, I'm in it until Saturday and then I'm going hard. You yeah. know, like I think I just, I feel better all around um, with less frequent mm-hmm. you know, garbage coming in. And then same with the alcohol. I think it'll just be like, maybe one or two a month instead of one or two a week. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be like a seasonal thing too, right? Like maybe when we're camping, it's a little bit more frequent, but when we're like in the winter and there's nothing going on, it's, it's less. Yeah. I guess being more conscious and choosy about the yeah. occasions that those things go around, like, um, you know, Pat and Julie are getting married in March. Sure. Of course you're going to go celebrate yeah. a wedding with your friends and you're not going to worry about what you're eating or drinking or whatever. Yeah. Of course, you know, but those are like intermittent occasions and because what makes them special occasions is that they're not all the time. Right. So, um, just cause it's a random Friday (laughs) isn't necessarily a special occasion that needs treats and alcohol, you know, for sure. Um, I, yeah. Um, there's nothing that I'm like craving or dying to have. I don't know what I would go off the wagon with. Yeah. There's maybe the only thing I was thinking there's these, um, thin crust, whole grain, sprouted grain pizza crusts at co-op that we like to make pizzas out of. They are made with wheat flour, though, sprouted wheat. But the whole crust is like 30 grams of carbs. We like to use those to make pizza with the kids. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing where I'm like, I would, I haven't yeah. had one of those, and I really <clears throat> like these little thin crust pizzas that we make in the oven. Like, 
how ridiculous does that sound? Like the, my big cheat is going to be like a thin <laughs> crust pizza. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's nothing that like. We had one night while you were away where I got pizza stuff for the boys. And that was one of the harder nights where it's like, you know, normally I would have pizza with them and we would make it a boys night thing and mm-hmm. whatever. And I just kind of like made myself my own little thing and, and had them make their own little pizzas and I just kind of watched them eat them. And it's like, <laughs> this is sad. Like I, would, I, th- I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for this 75 day commitment, I would absolutely eat one of those little pizza things with them. Yeah. There was another day where we made like, I made a, like a meat sauce and they had those rice noodle spaghetti noodle things you buy. Yeah. And I just had like chopped up veggies with mine. And honestly, like I didn't care all about that. Like that was fine. It didn't yeah. make any kind of difference to me. Um, and I could have even had rice noodles if I wanted to, but I just wasn't feeling like I needed them. Um, and I, I was totally fine. Yeah. But the pizza thing was definitely like, ah, like this would be better if I was having yeah. the pizza with them. So yeah. I think food wise, we'll probably both, you know, be pretty, yeah. pretty still consistent with it all. Food wise, fine. That'll continue. I like focusing more on deliberate activity in the day, especially this last year, and I have another year coming up of finishing my master's, which requires a lot of sitting at the computer. Yeah. Um, so as much as my job is active, the days I'm coaching at the gym, the days I'm not and I'm doing school and stuff are actually quite sedentary. Yeah. So going for more walks, um, trying to be less of a wimp about winter. I really enjoy the morning sun exposure. Yeah. That one, I'll keep going. I always drank water first thing in the morning. That one was no different for me. I always read a ton. Yeah. That one was fine. Um, yeah, like you said, our, our photo project is wrapping up anyway, which is like so satisfying to have that done. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I think the, my morning routine will stay the same. I'll, I'll still try to like wake up and have my water and drink and read. I think I'm still going to read the nonfiction 10 pages. Mm-hmm. I really like doing that in the morning and then reading my like garbage stuff. In the, <laughs> the zombie in apocalypse the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was great. Um, what books did you read? Um, I read, oh, what's the name of it? I read a book, a, like a stoicism book. Mm. Two Ryan, of, Ryan Holiday's books? Two of them. I read two of Ryan Holiday's newest books. I forget what they're called. Um, Temperance is something and Courage is Calling. Yeah. Um, so I read those two books. Um, I just, I read it. I, and so I was like into those, but I was starting to get like, it was the same two books, basically just different pieces of stoicism and i was like kind of interested in um like roman history and so i tried to read a few roman history books and there was like a six-part series i got about four parts through it and i was like man this isn't really great so i switched over i read um unfuck your Mm. unfuck your brain or something like that it's like a mental health book yeah um how to, what is it called? How, I don't remember book name. <laughs> how to unfuck your name, uh, how to unfuck your brain, uh, which was really good. Um, I feel like there's another one in there too, but I'm forgetting it. What did you read? Okay. So I'm always bouncing around. So yeah. a, I, I read textbooks and scientific studies every yeah. day, but I was trying not to count those, even though they're nonfiction, I was trying not to count those as my reading. So I've been bouncing between, um, I finished ravenous, the autobiography of Otto Warburg, the guy that discovered the Warburg effect in right. cancer cells, the primary genetic or primary metabolic mutation in cancer cells. That is a great book and I can't recommend it enough. He's a crazy character, this like over the top scientist and he's a gay Jewish man in Nazi Germany, but he's such an asshole that he just, he never lets the Nazis get him. And it, it's like, they should make a movie out of it. There's yeah. all this like drama and intrigue and scientific discoveries and like crazy stuff happens. It's a great, it's a really, really well-written book. Sam Apple, I believe is the author. I couldn't get into it. You couldn't? No. No, I didn't realize you tried to. I okay. Tried. So there you go. Two different, <laughs> five stars and one star over here. I'm sure it was great. I just, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I was just having a hard time like getting into it. I think I just tried starting that one early on. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't like instantly like, oh, this is interesting. It was like, it, it was a little bit of a buildup. Maybe so. because I like the science side of it more than you do. Yeah. I, find, I found that more interesting. Um, I've been reading Daniel Lieberman's Exercised. He's hilarious too. He's a, a science researcher from Harvard the whole premise of the book is like, are humans meant to exercise? And what is like history and archaeology and anthropology and stuff that we know about human societies about exercise? And he's just quite funny in the mm. way he writes. So that was a good one. James DeNicolantonio's The Mineral Fix. Oh, yeah. And then he also wrote a new one called Win that's all about like um, 
stuff for specifically for athletic performance. I've been reading uh, Stephen Rollinick's book on motivational interviewing for athletes. I mm. think it's called Coaching Athletes to Be Their Best. Um, Jeez, girl, how many books do you read? Oh, honestly, I have. I always have like five or six. I don't even know if you know this about me. I always have like five or six on the go. And I'll read a little bit and then I'll get bored of that topic and then I'll bounce to the other one and then I'll get bored of that one. I'll bounce and then I'll bounce back. And then, cause some of them like the mineral fix is very like quoting numbers and studies. It's interesting, but I can't pay attention to that that long. Whereas like ravenous was more of a story and characters and about people. And then, you know, yeah, I kind of, it's your squirrel brain. It's my squirrel brain. I bounce between different topics all the time. So I can't remember enough to like bounce too much. Like I can do, I can do like a, fiction and nonfiction at the same time. But if yeah. I start to bounce around too much, I just forget what the other stuff was about. So <laughs> yeah. like, what, what are they talking about? But yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. So I'll, I'll keep reading in the morning. Um, I, I'm going to not do the like, um, you know, writing or anything journaling, like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with other things to keep myself entertained. Definitely be outside more. Good job trying journaling though. Yeah. Worth yeah, a shot. It's, and I like stuck it out for the whole time. So yeah. it's like, whatever. It's good be outside more definitely like the sun thing i'll just like put less pressure on myself to like get it like it's got to be you know within that first hour it'll be more of a like get 10 minutes of sun in the day um but yeah so where one more thing yeah activity as well i'm definitely going to try to do two activities probably stretch more yeah i'm gonna have to like now that i've seen the benefit of it i will still try to stretch two or three times a week (laughs) and i have enjoyed just being or active overall you know I just I feel better when I move around more and I think in previous winters especially it's been a lot more sitting around because it's cold mm-hmm. so I, I will mean, tell you that was secretly my plan was to get people to just walk and stretch yeah. more that's all that was yeah the two times activities not to get you to do more crossfit and wreck yourself and overtrain. spoiler alert for the people that are spoiler still alert I just want you to walk more yeah. and stretch more so the grit grind is a thing it's it's a challenge you can sign up for and start anytime you want but it's going to it's going to kind of morph in the new year into like a grit life yeah. kind of thing. So there's a few things oh, like around the new year is always the time where we think about like what's next and you and I are notorious for always like changing and improving and trying things and stuff. Yeah. Maybe noticed we you've been told some things in the gym are changing, but really just going back to normal. We've had these couple of weird covid years. Yeah. So one of the things that's happening now is like there's no more squares. There's no more coming in and there's, a, there's no more luggage in the gym. So you don't come in and plunk your bag in a square. The tape's gone. It's nothing but a faint memory. You don't grab a bar and put it in a rack. We just meet by the whiteboard, which is what we always did. Started with some kind of like little chatting with the day while we mobilize, maybe doing a partner warm up, things that move around the gym or rotating in station. So going, I was telling people this last week, everything that's new is actually just old. We're yeah. just shaking off the COVID weirdness that happened for the last couple of years where we were physically so separated from each other. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So going back to that, some things that are coming back, the committed club. Yeah. So that's the accountability side of what we do. What's Brio fitness, nutrition, and accountability. That's the trifecta. Um, the fitness continued. Thank God we were open most of the, <laughs> of the last couple of years, other than that little three month period. Yeah. So that continued. You notice we've been focusing a ton more on nutrition, obviously, I feel like that was a thing in the early days of CrossFit that nutrition was always a topic that was top of mind. Everybody was paying attention. Every CrossFitter in the world was paying attention to their nutrition. Mm-hmm. People were doing paleo and zone and, you know, everybody, it's just what you did. It was just part of the culture. And we kind of lost our way for a little bit, the years in between. So us specifically in CrossFit in general, you've noticed CrossFit health has been making a serious comeback. We've been trying to make the topic of nutrition much more front of mind I think we all know you can't outtrain a bad diet. You can't outtrain poor sleep habits. You can't outtrain an otherwise sedentary life. So the um, accountability things to get in the gym, that's one that's coming back. Yeah. So what's what's new is old, but old and improved. Yeah. So not new and improved, but old and improved. We're also going to add some accountability to, we're going to call it the grit life. Yeah. So continuing to have as many days as possible and the goal being 20 in the month. Yeah. Just like the committed club is 20 workouts in a month. The grit life is 20 good days in the month. You're going to RX the grit life, which means you do all the things. Yeah. No sugar, flour, vegetable oil, no alcohol hit a protein target. And that's as much as parameters as I'm going to put around the, the, the basis of the nutrition stuff. We'll talk more about the specifics and we'll do a follow-up podcast on, on this whole thing. Yeah. 
drink water in the morning. We're going to say 20 minutes outside in the day because we did have some feedback that people that do like shift work or people in the mines and stuff, they're like, I literally cannot go outside in the morning. Like it's just not at all possible. So 20 minutes outside as early as possible in the day would be great, but we're just going to say 20 minutes outside and then two times physical activity. So yep. keeping that up. So basically I just want you to go for a walk and stretch more. And yep. do that. So you have to do all of these for it to be considered an RX day. Yeah. You either do it or you don't, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, the, and we'll still have the 75 day challenge as yep. an option. If, if at any point within that year you get 75 days in a row, great. You finish the grit grind. Yeah. But it, the grit life is like, can you get 20 or more days within a month? They don't have to be, it can be three days on one day off. It can be like five in a row, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just, you're trying to get 20 or more days yeah. out of that month. And like you said, if at any point in the year you stack 75 RX days in a row, you get bonus points for that. Yeah. And a thing that we will also be rolling out that we have available to us in our new system, our new software that we switched to last year, which is super cool, is a, like a point system. So we mm-hmm. just call it reps. We're going to call it Brio reps. You get reps for working out. So, you know, you get 20 points in the month. If you come to the committed club days that you are X, the grit life, you get points for those. So, you know, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, accountability, all that stuff. We're also going to add some community based things in there. You'll get some reps for, um, coming to a roll pens event, you know, using your fitness outside the gym, maybe bringing a friend to a bring a friend day, doing the open. Yep. So you'll have the ability to like accumulate reps and then you can cash them in for different like fun perks. Yep. And so, we'll go through all of that in a yeah. future podcast. But like some fun things that we've been talking about for a while, like maybe you get a, a VIP, this pull-up bar reserved for <laughs> like your own plaque with your name on it for a certain number of like credits or reps and just like some fun things like that. Yeah. You can, we'll put levels for like get a t-shirt or get a hoodie or get a hat in the like Brio store. Yeah. Um, some fun things like that. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. I think it'll be really cool. And it's a really cool tool that we have available to us that I'm excited to actually use. I think like the big, the overall thing that I sort of learned with all of this is like I said earlier, I'm the type of person that like, if I commit to something, I I go hard. I just, I just jump in full send and I just like, I stick with it until it's done. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is like that. Not everybody has the ability to like, just go hard for 75 days. Mm -hmm. But I think the amount, and we talked about this when we first talked about the podcast, even just like if you got 30 out of 75 days, that's better than zero. That's you're going to impact your life in a positive way. So we want it to be that people feel empowered to like go for something, like try to make those changes, try to make that positive impact because it wasn't the fact that I did 75 days that made it impact. It was each of those individual days that like, made those healthy decisions and made me feel better and, you know, improved my overall quality of life. Right. So taught you some things about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, moving forward, it's, it's super important to remember that like, you know, 10 days is better than zero days and 20 days is better than 10 days. And like, you just, you just got to put the effort in to start to make those life changes because all of these things are about, you know, building your health, building your longevity and just feeling really good. Mm-hmm. It, I kind of said to a few people, it's funny. Cause like, I know I'm not the type of person that needs to do the grit grind because I could easily just jump on it and be mm-hmm. like, yep, I could do this. No problem. The people that need to do it often are the ones that aren't in that situation where they mm-hmm. can't just jump in and go hard for 75 days. They're whether, changing everything about their habits sure, all at yeah. once. And right? so those like standing in front of that mountain, looking up being like, Oh my God, like I can't do this. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, like let's just take one step at a time, you know? And it's such a, it's such a powerful thing that people can do. And you know, in the new year, it's like best time to get started with it. So yeah, that's always, people are always in the headspace. to New year, new you kind yep. of thing. Yeah. I follow the 75 hard uh, subreddit on Reddit and there's, a wide variety of people that undertake yeah. a very strict 75 day challenge. Some people like you were already in a very athletic position with already pretty well established habits. And this was just minor tweaks to the mm-hmm. way you live your life. And other people are like, life is in complete chaos. Yeah. They're overweight. They have chronic disease. They're sleeping poor, like so many things. And they're just like, some people, the idea it's like ripping off the bandaid. The idea of changing everything about their life at once is very invigorating and they, they find validation in the consistency of it. And other people would find that so stressful and overwhelming that they would just like have a meltdown, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, to each their own. So you can approach it as the, like 
baby steps, small progress, the progress is slower. Or if you're the personality type that gravitates towards like big dramatic change all at once. Yeah. And then, like I said, at the beginning, the, the reason it's 75 days and not 30 is 75 days is if you make it to the end, that's a serious accomplishment. We said that in the original podcast about, um, about the grit grind when we brought it out that like, it's no joke. It's no joke to get 75 days in a row yeah. where you hit every single parameter. Yeah. And there's now a bunch of people in the gym that are approaching or have already completed the end of it. Mm-hmm. And that's a friggin' satisfying feeling. That's sure. like, you've learned some things about yourself. You've built belief and trust in yourself. You've learned the systems of how to make it happen no matter what. So no excuses. And, uh, I think, you know, there's definitely some like real personal satisfaction in, yeah. in doing that, the consistency of it day to day. I definitely like, I was eager to like jump on the challenge for sure. And I like knew it was daunting cause like 75 days is a long time, mm-hmm. but it was, and it, it was surprising like to be able to like chip away at it and getting through it and mm-hmm. whatever. But then like now that I'm on the tail end of it and I'm kind of looking back, I'm like, well, that wasn't that bad, but it's like, yeah. of course it wasn't that bad for me because I've already established so many good patterns and routines yeah. and everything. Um, it's good to just tighten it up. But a little it bit is it, a like even for somebody like me that like, you know, generally has my life together pretty good. I can still work and I can still improve and I can still do better. And there's, there's always opportunity to grow mm-hmm. and, you know, getting stagnant is, is often the the problem, right? So mm-hmm. change it up. You know, what we didn't touch on, which was funny is, you know, we talked about life coming up. We did this through Thanksgiving and oh, through yeah. Halloween. Yeah. So this was the first Thanksgiving that I can remember that I didn't have any like stuffing or mm-hmm. pie or anything like that. Those are my two, like the things for Thanksgiving for me, pie yeah. and stuffing. And then this, this is by far the longest I've ever gone without, um, any kind of junk food, but candy's not like a big one for me. Like I don't have candy very often, yeah. but every Halloween it was definitely like, well, one mini thing of each of the candy bars would probably be yeah. know, a good thing to do. And I didn't have that at all this year. Yeah. We ended up just dumping all the <laughs> kids candy into some lucky trick or treaters bag. We have since Atlas was very little offer them the bribe that if they, they get to keep 10 of their favorite things out of their Halloween candy. And if they sacrifice the rest of it, they get like a trip to the toy store. Now Atlas like wanted a new video game or whatever. So they're happy to get rid of the rest of it. They keep 10. They usually pick the big ones or whatever. Yeah. Also Atlas still has some of his in his yeah. room. So it's not like they gorge it all the first night. They're much better moderators even than I am. Yeah. But yeah, literally the last kid that rang our doorbell, I'm like, it's your lucky nut day. And I like <laughs> dumped, it was out of the house immediately. But something I want to add before we wrap it up about managing Thanksgiving. And we also went up to visit Ryan and Jasmine with Bonnie and Ian. So Mm -hmm. like staying up at the cabin, doing a project with them. So we, with Thanksgiving, my parents were doing the grit grind too. So that helps of course, to have more people in your life involved. But we went to my cousin's house for Thanksgiving and just let her know what we were up to. I brought some, things with me. So I made a little appetizer. It's like a little meatball with a jalapeno butternut squash icing. They're super delicious, but all within the parameters of the royalty real food plan. And then she was just, she was super great and super supportive at, you know, big buffet dinner. She's like, okay, like, that's fine. That's fine. That has a lot of brown sugar in it. That's fine. That's fine. And just was like, yeah. they had lots of options. I had an awesome, <laughs> delicious meal with them. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything because I didn't have like a white bun or the, you know, things with the sugar and I didn't have dessert. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. And yeah. then when we went up to stay with Ryan and Jasmine, Jasmine voluntold both of them <laughs> <laughs> that they were going to, she's like, we'll just do it with you for the few days that you're here. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan was like, ah, uh, I did not sign up for this, <laughs> but we, you know, so we took turns like Bonnie and Ian brought dinner one night. I made like a big brunch. One of the days, the main thing was that we, after working our butts off in the cold up there all day, we didn't have any drinks in the yeah. evening and it was fine. Like it was, we, fine. It was totally fine. It, like you said, the habit, the ritual of like, ah, oh, hard day work, crack a beer, you know, have a glass of wine. Like yeah. it would have been nice, but also I didn't miss it at all. Cause we were just there to like hang out and chat and spend time with our friends. Yeah. So you were super sick that weekend. I, I got super sick that weekend. Yeah. And I felt really bad that I was potentially spreading it around to everybody in that you little cabin. Hacking, it was coughing bad. like a maniac. That yeah. weekend. I still worked hard though. And I absolutely <laughs> would have killed for a, a after work beer or two, but it was totally fine to not do it. Yeah. So I think the point there is like, um, hopefully you have some supportive people in your social structure. Yeah. And if you don't like maybe you need a different social structure, <laughs> I don't know. 
So like you can manage social situations. You can bring your own stuff. Yeah. You can bring delicious things. That was also part of what I was talking about with like, there's certain chips that don't have flour, sugar, vegetable oil. You can make guacamole. You can make dill pickle dips. You can take things that other people like too, chicken yeah. wings, meatballs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you can just let people know. Maybe you inspire some people around you to, to do it with you or do it with you for a few days and yeah. you can manage those social situations. Just I've always, fine. I, I keep talking about alcohol, but I've <laughs> always been uh, like, I like social drinking, you know, if you know, we went to Danielle's birthday party yeah, and her 40th birthday party. And you know, obviously everybody's having drinks and stuff. And like, that is absolutely the type of situation where I like to have a few drinks. Yeah. And you know, I just brought an element and just kind of sipped on that and, still tried to make the the best of it and it was totally fine yeah and didn't even notice and then afterwards it was also ray lynn's birthday that same night and so we went out and met up with them afterwards and they were all drinking and doing shots and stuff and it was funny because they were nice enough to um send over like non-alcoholic shots and we had to even turn those down because it's like juice and sugar like sugary syrupy like i'm sorry i can't even drink that like like, let's just have a water give me an ice cube to suck up (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was fine like it's just it's less about the thing that i think is important to remember with like you know alcohol and all drugs really is it shouldn't be about the substance. It should be about the activity and like what are you, it's an enhancement to the activity that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes activities don't need an enhancement, right? You can just enjoy the activity for, for the activity. It's yeah. not like you need to like have a beer with you when you go hiking or something like that. You can just go for a hike and enjoy it. And, and bonus, you don't feel like shit the next day. Yeah. It, it has been very nice not feeling like I haven't had heartburn. I haven't like had any kind of weird... Um, nausea or like any of that kind of stuff from eating. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, it's been an interesting seventy five days. Yeah, so it's available anytime you want to start the grit grind. You could do it right now if yep. you want to. You could start it now. Go right through Christmas and New Year. Yeah, just good luck. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it could be done if you want it to be done. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, the grit life, RXing the grit life, is a challenge coming at you for the whole year. Coming soon. We'll do another podcast about that soon. And yeah, follow up to this one. Yeah. All right. See you in the next one. Thanks, guys.